that mask for Hello my beautiful friends Oh I am I'm recording this episode on Thursday, June 4th. This episode is set to drop on the 8th. Um, I've had all kinds of other content planned this week, but all of it is absolutely meaningless in comparison to what is happening in the United States. I know you guys are an aware bunch and a conscious bunch, so I don't need to fill you in on the details of what's happening because you already know. But I want to speak on it today, and I want to speak on it for a reason, because I want everybody to know beyond a shadow of a doubt where I stand on this subject um, and what I want to do moving forward, because we cannot continue to silence or ignore or be bystanders while our fellow brothers and sisters are dying and hurting. So... Be prepared that the subject matter that I'm about to talk about is on the heavier side, but as an empath and somebody who deeply, deeply wants to be a kind, loving, conscious, expansive human, it is my responsibility to show up in times like this and to speak what I believe is truth and what I believe will expand our consciousness and expand the conversations that we have and elevate our ways of doing things and elevate our ways of thinking. So today's subject matter, um, I'm titling it, I see your color and I honor you. And that's from a quote by Carlos Rodriguez that I'm going to read at the end of this podcast. So grab a cup of tea and let's do the work, my friends. Let's do the work so that others don't have to continue doing the work. We're going to be so much better if we join arms, join hands, join spirits, and join hearts to make this world a better place for all of us. To give you a little bit of background, I spent several hours yesterday writing out my thoughts and doing research and... um. I feel so raw about all of this as I see and read the stories of my African-American brothers and sisters, our African-American brothers and sisters. And so this is, it's kind of an open letter um, to everyone, but also a letter to my white brothers and sisters because the time has come for us to join hands with our black brothers and sisters. We just can't keep, we we can't keep going on like this. And at this point, you know, I feel like I'm a little bit choppy in this podcast, but I don't care because this is important. This is real. This is real life. So without further ado, this is what I labored over yesterday. My friends, my heart is raw as I write and speak these words. The murders of Ahmaud Arbery, Breonna Taylor, and George Floyd have ignited millions and even burned buildings to the ground. Some of you listening to or reading this may think that I am speaking out of turn because I am a white, privileged woman. How on earth could I understand what African Americans are going through right now? And the truth is that I cannot 
I don't know what it's like to be followed while shopping in a store. I don't know what it's like to be called names by white supremacists. I don't know what it's like to fear for my life when I'm stopped by a police officer. I don't know what it's like to show up at a job interview to be told they are no longer hiring. I don't know what it's like to be told that my hair is too ethnic. I don't know what it's like to research which countries are least racist when I'm making my travel plans. What I do know is that this oppression has to stop. And what I do know is that I have a voice. And what I do know is that I want that voice, this voice, to be used for good. Even if that forces me to get uncomfortable. Even if that makes other people uncomfortable. Because here's the deal. We can no longer stand idle and be silent. To do so is to condone the systemic racism that has plagued this nation and planet for centuries. And I am unwilling to participate in that kind of system of oppression. 2020 has been a pressure cooker. But what if, just entertain this idea with me for a second. What if this pressure cooker is heating up so hot because it's time to separate the gold from the dross? What if 2020 is the year in which we are not only being called to higher and better and more fair ways of doing things, but we're also being forced to face the blatant evil running rampant in our world? What if 2020 isn't a curse, but one of the most monumental and epic blessings we have ever known because it is shaking up civilization as we know it? All this turmoil and heartbreak and death and destruction and sickness are teaching us something. Something absolutely vital, and that is this. Extreme hardships show us what's truly important. And when you are faced with death, is there anything truly more important than life? Martin Luther King said that a riot is the language of the unheard. I do not condone violence or looting, but can you imagine feeling unheard for centuries? I think of the time when my younger brother lived with me and I would ask him kindly to clean up a space he left messy. He would forget and I would ask him again the next day, kindly, softly, gently, and he would claim he got busy and forgot again. So then I would ask him the next day, kindly, and he would reply, oh my gosh, I can't believe I forgot to do that. I'll definitely do that. I'll get to it today. And then the same thing the next day. And then the following day, and I want to preface this with the fact that a swear word is on its way. But then the following day, when the mess was still there, I would yell at him and be like, are you fucking serious? I've asked you four times to do this over and over again this week, and it's still not done. And then he would get upset that I yelled at him. Can you imagine asking nicely for centuries to simply be treated as a human with equal rights, only to be ignored over and over and over and over again? Or even worse, to have promises made to you that never came to fruition? I would be irate 
I was irate with my brother after one week. And that scenario doesn't even deserve to be compared to the plight African-Americans have endured for generations. The wealth and prosperity that so many people enjoy in the United States wouldn't exist without African-Americans. Our country was built on the backs of their labor. The industries that solidified our country's place on the world trade stage were fueled by their grueling work. Black men served alongside white men in the military fighting our nation's wars and came home far too often to a totally different reality than what white men came home to. As white people, we must educate ourselves on the reality outside of our textbooks that favor the white version of history. Our future depends on it. I have a t-shirt that says, peace starts with empathy. And I believe that to be true. We may not fully understand what it feels like to be black in America, but we can empathize and activate through educating ourselves on the history and current reality of what it has felt like and feels like now to be African-American in the United States. If you are like me, then it is safe to say you would never actively call yourself a racist. But this is the point at which things get really uncomfortable, including for me personally. I need to question everything I believe about race because there are so many ingrained cultural, political, familial, societal beliefs, conscious and subconscious, that need to be dismantled. And in order to dismantle them fully, I have to start with myself and the subconscious beliefs that have shaped my life as a white woman. There's a great graphic going around social media right now about racial gaslighting by, at, and I'm not sure how to pronounce this, so I'm going to spell it, O-G-O-R-C-H-U-K-W-U-U. I'm going to read this, but essentially it's a bunch of bullet points that highlight what racial gaslighting sounds like. And here they are. If you protested slash said it peacefully, more people would listen to you. What I said slash did is not racist. Racism doesn't exist anymore. It was a joke. Calm down. Blank, insert whoever, people are racist too. Why is it always about race? Are you sure that's what happened? Now, just to play devil's advocate here, in my opinion, I don't think that they were being racist. I think (sighs) my white brothers and sisters, this is our opportunity to listen and to learn, to absorb the experiences of people we love and care about and hold space for them. This is our opportunity to stand alongside them and say, I may not fully understand. I may mess up. I may not be fully educated about what you have been through, but I am here and I am trying and I will stand with you and fight for you and recognize your experience and do better. This is not our opportunity to insert our opinions on someone else's feelings or experience. This is what I want to say and what I believe in the depths of my heart. 
I have such excitement for a future that is integrated, inclusive, and whole. There may be disagreements, there may be bumps in the road, there may be hardships along the way. But let's not focus our eyes on what we may have to overcome. Let's focus our eyes on what we have to gain. Friendships, family members, ideas, expanded culture, creativity, hope, literature, music, art, laughter, more grace, more empathy, more love. This is what happens when individual humans work together. We get better as a whole. The age-old lie that some have to be poor so others may be rich is just that. It's a lie. There is enough to go around. And when one of us is lifted up, all of us are lifted up. When we help someone else, we are also helping ourselves. When we look into the eyes of someone outside of our physical bodies, we are looking directly at ourselves. What we must understand is that we are all made of the same thing. I don't remember exactly who wrote it, but someone said, if God is the ocean, we are all a cup of that water. We all come from the same stuff. And furthermore, when one of us is hurting, we are all hurting. So yes, all lives do matter, but for centuries now, Black lives in the United States have been systemically oppressed. Listen to the podcast 1619 for proof. Read The Water Dancer by Ta-Nehisi Coates to imagine the reality of what slavery was like. Watch the myriad of documentaries on race in the United States. My friends, it is undeniable to be African American in the U.S., and I'm crying as I'm writing this, is to start the race a minute after everyone else has taken off while wearing a weighted jacket. This is not right in any way, shape, or form, and I want to be on the right side of history when it comes to the Black Lives Matter movement. And how do I know it's the right side? Because it's the loving choice. The choice where people who have historically been oppressed are lifted up, recognized, empathized with, celebrated, and given a permanent and undeniable seat at the table. So here's what I'm doing right now. I joined a book club led by two amazing African-American women, and we are reading So You Want to Talk About Race by Ijeoma Aluo. I'm actively having discussions with my African-American friends to understand what they are facing and to understand and dismantle any beliefs that I have that are not directly in support of equality for all. I'm getting conscious about the things that I buy and where the money is going. I'm actively voting for African-American candidates so there is more representation for people of color in our government. And I'm using my voice, not just to join the crowd on social media, but to kindly challenge other people in my life who may not fully understand the gravity of what my African-American brothers and sisters experience on a daily basis. I want to wrap up with this. And it's a message for all of my white brothers and sisters. 
And this is a quote taken from social media by Carlos A. Rodriguez. And it is this. I see no color is not the goal. I see your color and I honor you. I value your input. I will be educated about your lived experiences. I will work against the racism that hurts you. You are beautiful. Tell me how to do better. That's the goal. I love you all so much. And again, I look forward to a future that is inclusive and loving and kind. And I will be working toward that again. I love you. I'm sending you a virtual hug and a kiss. Thank you for listening. You have been listening to Self-Discovery with Jacqueline Steele. For more information or to submit a question, please visit JacquelineSteele.com slash selfdiscoverypod. On Instagram, I am at Jacqueline Steele, and that's J-A-C-L-Y-N-S-T-E-E-L-E. And on YouTube, you can find me at YouTube.com slash official Jacqueline Steele. If you haven't already, please sign up for my High Vibe Thursday newsletter, where I send one email a week aimed at inspiring and elevating your day because you freaking deserve it. You can sign up in the show notes or by visiting my website, JacquelineSteele.com. May you go and be big and brave and bold today. Remember that life gets easier when we know who we are. And as always, and until next time, thank you, thank you, thank you for listening. Mm-hmm.